I want to ask a question, so we're going to get crowd participation. If you're online, you can do a little emoji hand, get crowd participation with you as well. How many of you within the last four or five months, kind of since the stay-at-home order, everything that's kind of come down, and now trying to reopen, how many of you would say you have felt at times discouraged? Just show of hands, you felt discouraged. Okay, all right, most people in here. How many of you have felt fear at times? You felt some, some fear? Okay. Uh, disconnected, just disconnected from, okay, yep, me too as well. Um, anybody, how about exhausted, just exhausted? <laughs> yes. Yeah, everybody. How many of you glad your kids went to school this week? Anybody? I know it's different, it's very different, but starting that. Um, how about uh, frustrated? Anybody frustrated? Just frustrated with stuff? I've had a, uh, a number of conversations with people in our church, and I think there's a lot of people that have felt all of those emotions. Um, sometimes you felt all those emotions in one day. Um, anybody? How many, how many just think there's been just kind of a heaviness in this season, a very uneasiness in this season, hard to make decisions in this season? What do I do? What do I don't, don't do? I mean, it's just, it's just been one of those seasons where people have, have really struggled. Um, and it's not just, of course, something that's happened to us in our area. This is something that is, is literally happening all around the world. And, you know, people are saying it's unprecedented times. How many of you just ready to get back to a little precedented times? Anybody good with, I'm cool with precedented. I'm fine. I'll get back to a little precedented times. We've been in that. And talking to a number of people in our church that have really felt this way and fearful and exhausted and frustrated and disconnected. One of the things, though, that I have noticed in all of that, especially people that, that, uh, that we pastor here at the church is there's usually one common missing ingredient to all of these. If, if you've been for long term feeling discouraged, disconnected, exhausted, frustrated, um, fearful, if that's been for a long period of time, usually the common ingredient to all of those people is they are disconnected from the church. It has become a common ingredient for us in, the, in this time to kind of form the habit, and it's been difficult. Uh, I know for some of you, maybe you're here for the first time since March. Uh, maybe some of you have been watching online, and you feel, you feel like, I'm not ready for that, and we understand that. Uh, we've been through that. Today was the first service my youngest son came to church since March, um, and so I understand what that's like. We've been navigating that this whole series is what does it look like for us to be the church, to be connected to the church in a time where people are kind of disconnected. I, uh, a couple weeks ago, I was, uh, no, this was actually not a couple weeks ago. This was during the stay-at-home order. Um, there wasn't a lot that was open. There was a, everything was kind of shut down. There's things that were happening. And I went to go get some dinner and I went to Popeye's. How many know businesses are struggling? Popeye's is not. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Two hours to get some chicken, okay? Let's, everybody goes to Popeye's. All right, this is not a promotion for Popeye's. They don't need any more promotion. Shop local, okay? Um, but I was, I was in the line at Popeye's, and I was in this huge, long line, finally getting there, and, you know, I pull up to the window, and there's this young guy that's there, and he's like, Pastor Josh! And I was like, hey, I didn't know, yet again, I didn't know who the guy was. He knew me. And, um, and he was like, hey, I'm, you know, it's going to be such and such. So we're like exchanging, giving him my card and all that stuff. And, and, and he asked this question. He said, Pastor Josh, when is the church going to open? And, uh, and I looked at him and I said, we were never closed. <laughs> I know what he meant, though. He was asking, when are we going to open Sunday services and get back to gathering together? But how I many you know, based off of how you view the church, views if you thought it was closed or if you thought it was open? 
If you thought that the church was a special event and a building, how many know it was closed? But if it's a people and a family you're connected to, we never closed. We're always in business together. And so that's what this series has been about. This series has been about us having the right perspective of what the church is and, and our role in it and what God's called it to. It's not a place that we go to, but it's a, a family we belong to. We talked about that in week one, about it's not a special event, it's a spiritual family. Last week we talked about it's not a hotel where it's just my preferences and what I want, but it's really a hospital for us to help rehab and heal and see broken people and relationships restored under the banner of Jesus. Today, we're going to look in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. If you want to turn there or if you want to turn your Bible on, however that works for you, um, I'm going to put it on the screen as well. And uh, if you want to follow along in the notes in the app, you can as well. But 1 Corinthians 12, the Apostle Paul is going to set up to us the... Uh, he's going to articulate to the church an analogy of the church. And this is what he's going to say in 1 Corinthians 12, starting in verse 12. He says, the human body has what? Everybody say this. Has what? Many parts. Has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with, here we go, everybody help me, with the body of Christ. All right, the body of Christ. Verse 13, some of us are Jews and some of us are Gentiles and some of us are slaves and some of us are free, but we have all been baptized, here we go, into one body by one spirit and we all share the same, same spirit. So he's, he's speaking to a church that is very, very divided, very divided, divided by Gentiles and Jews, slave and free young and old, and he's speaking to a church that's been very divided, and he's trying to unite them back together, and the way he articulates to the church what the church is like, he uses an analogy. He says, it's like a body, many different parts, but one body, and the same is true for us when we come and give our life to Jesus, and we give our, our um, surrender our life to him, become born again, we corporately together become one body, and he calls this the body of Christ. In this passage, 1 Corinthians 12, this chapter right here, the word body is used 18 times. And so today, the, the, the title of my message is Church is Not a Building, It's a Body. It's a body. Christ's body, the church body, is not an organization, it's an organism. It's not an organization, it's an organism. It's people, it's living, it's active, and this is what God's called us to do. Now, when you think about your body, can we all just agree the body is a pretty amazing thing? Is it not? Like your body is amazing to think like you, you the way your body works. So I, I looked up and researched some stuff about the body so I could sound really cool to you like I know things, um, which I do not, thank you Google. Um, but let me tell you a couple things about your body if you did not know this as well. There are 200 bones in your body. There are over, uh, over 200. There's over 650 skeletal muscles in your body, over 210 different types of cells in your body. Your body is made up of many things visible, but it's also made up of more things invisible. Your body has systems that are always functioning for one sole purpose and one sole cause. And think about this. You really don't think about your body until it's not working. Is this not true? Like you just wake up, go to work, do what you do. And, but you don't think about it until you wake up and you're like, oh, that's supposed to bend. <laughs> That's not been, I was talking to a guy after the first service. He says, as I get older, the ground gets further. Like it's just getting further away. Like when your body stops working in certain ways, then you kind of pay attention to your body. But to think about the incredible miracle of our bodies and how they work and, and how it functions and just 
It's amazing what God, the Bible says that our bodies are fearfully and wonderfully made. It's amazing how our blood system is and just so many things that are absolutely amazing. So the apostle Paul says, let me describe to you what the church is like. It's like your body. And then he's gonna begin to go and unpack what the body is like and what does that look like as the body of Christ. So I'm gonna give you five thoughts today. If you wanna write these down, you've taken some notes. First one is this, that every part of the body is different. I know, we're going deep here, okay? <laughs> Every part is different. Now watch what scripture says in 1 Corinthians 12. Let's keep reading in this chapter. He says this, yes, the body has, everybody help me with this, has many different parts. Let's, let's try that one again, okay? It's, it's, it's 11 o'clock, we'll get synced up. Okay, the body has many, there we go, different parts. Look at somebody next to you go say, you different. Okay, okay. Okay, that's fine. That's what the Bible said it, okay? Don't get, don't get mad at me. You're different, okay? It's not just one part. But if the foot says, watch this, if the foot says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, well, does that not really make it any less part of the body? No, it's still a part of the body, right? Let's go to the next verse. It says this. And if the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? Answers, no. If the whole body were an eye, that'd be weird, by the way. Um, how would you hear? And if your whole body was an ear, how would you smell? And we can go down the list. I mean, you could begin to unpack all the different parts of the body and what it would do, but this is what he's telling us. Ready? The body, he's, remember, he's referring it to the body of Christ, the church. The body is not sameness, but it is oneness. Same is true in the body of Christ. It's not sameness, but it is oneness. We are different, but we are together. We are, we are not, there's, the body of Christ is not about uniformity, it's about unity. We are different, but we are put together. Let me prove it to you, ready? Watch this. We, are we going or no? Okay, let's go, okay. <laughs> Y'all leave these people, like just like, no, why did you clap there? Okay, like, it's good, okay. All right, I'm out. Let's, let's, everybody, here we go. We're gonna all get to participate. Those that are online, participate with us, okay? We're gonna do a church-wide survey. Ready? Here we go. If you're online, give us a hand raise. Let us know. If you are under the age of 20 in here, raise your hand, under the age of 20. Come on, this is our young crowd. I like this, okay? 9 a.m. is like nobody, okay? Uh, 20 to 30. 20 to 30, raise your hand, okay? 30 to 40, raise your hand, okay? All right, 40 to 50, raise your hand. Okay, 50 to 60, raise your hand. 60 and above, raise your hand. <laughs> like, do I raise? Okay, yeah, yeah, you're proud, let's go. All right, we love you. All right, now watch this, ready? Watch this. How many of you have a high school degree? Raise your hand, high school degree, okay. Uh, college degree, raise your hand. A lot less fewer hands, okay, all right. Here we go, it's okay. All right, how many of you, um, your parents are still married? Raise your hand, they're still, still married. Wow, that's way more than I thought. Okay, how many parents are divorced right now? Parents are divorced? Okay, all right, let's keep going. How many of you got saved before the age of 20? Raise your hand if you got saved. Look around. Why, hey, hold on. Look around real quick. Everybody look around right here. Do you know why OSC Kids and OSC Youth is a huge ministry in our church? Right here, right here. Look at this. this is, for those that aren't watching, this is like 80% of our church. How many of you got saved between 20 and 30? Raise your hand. Okay. 30 to 40, okay, all right. 40 and above, 40 and above, 
All right, come on, I love that too, that's awesome. All right, ready, here we go, watch this. How many of you grew up Catholic? Raise your hand. <laughs> Look around. <laughs> okay, put your hands out. Baptist, raise your hand. All right, Methodist, raise your hand. Assembly of God, raise your hand. You didn't know what you grew up like, raise your hand, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just grew up, I don't know where we went. All right, uh, here we go. Couple more. How many of you, all right, now we're getting a little vulnerable here, okay? How many of you in your past have some drugs or alcohol in your past? Raise your hand. Okay, all right, everybody look around too. And go, yep, I knew it. Okay, all right. Mm -hmm. Okay, ready? Last one. How many of you have been in prison? Raise your hand. No, I'm joking. Don't, don't do that. Okay. <laughs> hey, be bold about that. Redeemed, all right? <laughs> what kind of prison? <laughs> That's a good one, Miss Tracy. All right. So uh, we're not going there because it might be some, might have some marriage counseling after this is over. Ready? So here's the deal. Watch this. God desires unity, not uniformity. God desires a church that's diverse but not divided. So listen, so this is, ready, ready? So God has called us as a church to be diverse, to look different, to have different ages, to different races, to different backgrounds, to different education, to different money statuses, because how many, we all need each other. The young people are looking the old and go, come on, I need some help, and the old people are the young going, why don't you work? <laughs> you got this that's going on. Is this true? Is this true? And yet God has called us to be different because we need one another. The younger needs the older. The older needs the younger. The, the men need women. Women need men. I mean, this is... So if you look at someone that's next to you, listen, we don't want to build a church that looks the same, votes the same, acts the same, all of that. Come on, because that doesn't ever have really kingdom impact. Kingdom impact is when the church looks different. I mean, in a, a lot of ways... Even, even behaves differently, but that's okay because every of us have different gifts and it's okay to be different. I'm not acting like my hand needs to be my foot. I don't walk around on my hands. I need it to be a hand because that's what I need it for. Are y'all with me today? And so this is, this is so huge. This is so huge. If you walk in here, you're like, man, I'm just different. I don't fit in. No, that's exactly. We need you. We need you. If you're artistic, we need you. If you're musical, we need you. If you're intellectual, we need you. If you're not intellectual, we still need you. Need some street cred, okay? Come on. Number two. I, hey, listen, I don't have a college degree, all right? <clears throat> the hard knocks, all right. Number two, every part of the body is significant. So not only is every part of the body different, but every part of the body is significant. Let's, let's keep reading. He goes in verse 18, he says this. But our bodies have been have many parts. Now this is huge here, you gotta get this part. God has put each part just where, where who wants it? He wants it. Now this is huge here because anytime we're gonna be a part of the body, you don't get a choice. God says, this is where I want you. This is where I plant you. This is where I put you. And, and he does it where he wants. How strange a body would be if it only had one part, he's just continually reinforcing the same idea. But watch verse 22. Watch here. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. The most necessary. This is what he's saying. You ready? He's saying this. Even though everyone is not equally visible, everyone is equally important. Everyone is equally important. Let me put it another way. 
Just because Pastor Bubba, Miss Tracy, myself, my wife may be the most prominent doesn't mean we're the most important. We're doing our part. We're doing our part. But I'm going to tell you, there is a lot that goes on that you don't see that makes this church what it is beyond what you do see. And every gift is significant. Every part of the body is significant. Let me ask you this. It doesn't matter if you have a beautiful face, if you don't got no head, no brain, no heart. Come on, everybody had heart, heart issues? I mean, no, that affects everything. Liver not functioning the way it's supposed to be. Every single part is crucial to life. And the same is true not only in your physical body, but the same is true in the body of Christ. You may see preaching and worship and all the stuff that goes on here, but I'm gonna tell you, we have an incredible team that's behind the scenes that none of you do see that make all of this happen, and they are just as important to making this happen as the people who are on the stage that make this happen. Can we give some love to all those that are in production and video cameras and... Hey, the only time they get some love is when they do it wrong. We have, we have someone in our security closet. What's going on? My, are they, no, that's not cool. That's, that's audio humor right there, okay. He's actually controlling this all. He could cut me off at any time. We have someone in our security closet right now running our entire online ministry, moderating everything that's happening online right now. We have people in our church that are at their homes on their devices, reaching out to people as they share their prayer requests on our stream, messaging them privately to pray for them. You never knew that. You did if you received it. How many of you are thankful for OSC Kids Team right now that is serving and ministering and helping and doing what you can from those that are parking to those? I'm, I'm, I'm just here. Listen, I'm telling you, before every service, we have a group of people that meet in our front building that intercessory pray for this service and for every person. You never, you never see them. They would never get credit. They'd never get the glory, but it's not about that for them. But are they vital? Absolutely. You better believe it. I would say even more. There's huge parts of this. And so if you're in here and you're like, I just feel so insignificant. I feel like I really don't have anything to give. I feel like I just don't. I'm telling you, you have a gift and you are significant. And even if your part in the body of Christ may seem insignificant to Christ, it is the most significant. And I'm telling you right now, what seems, what gets glorified publicly, I think when we get to heaven will not be the most glorified thing. I think there are gonna be people in heaven that will, get, be, get, that will be celebrated that are not just the Billy Grahams and the, the amazing pastors and all. I, I'm telling you, there are going to be some people in heaven that have a crown that many of us will be jealous of and they did things behind the scenes you never knew. You never knew, you never knew. From small group leaders that are leading and so many things that are happening, but every single part of the body is significant. Number three, every part of the body is connected. This is huge here. I'll get to it. All right, let's, let's read some more scripture. So this is what he says. The eye cannot say to the hand. Everybody help me with this. The eye can't say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. This is huge here, okay? The body is only, the body only works when it's connected. The body only works when it's connected. So yesterday, my wife, um, many of you know, I've shared some of this, is getting into gardening now, okay? She's, it, was, it started with flowers, it has now migrated to food. So now it's, she's like, I need boxes and you know, all this stuff. And so I, you know, yesterday I got, I, I got all the three amigos. That's all my boys. Hey, we going to work. 
I ain't building this by myself. We need everybody, okay? So everybody came. We're starting to build things, and, you know, I'm, 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 I got the two-by-fours, and I'm starting to cut, you know, the structure for it. And I'm realizing, because I'm thinking about this message, at any moment with this little saw that I have, I could literally, with just a wrong move, cut my thumb off. Now, they're all here, okay? So no accidents. Praise the Lord, okay? But I was just saying, at any moment, this could be, this could go bad. And if that was to happen in that moment, if I want to continue to use that thumb, I would have to, as quickly as I possibly can, grab that thumb, rush to the hospital, and have them stitch that thumb as fast as they possibly could. Because if that thumb stays on the ground, disconnected from my body, what does it do? It dies. So how does that apply to the body of Christ? That as soon as we are disconnected from the body of Christ, guess what starts happening in our life? We die. And some of you in here are wondering why there's areas of your life that is dying right now, and could it possibly be that you have disconnected yourself from the life source that God has had you connected to so it could be living? Anybody in here felt that during stay-at-home order when you couldn't connect with the people that you really wanted to connect with and you just felt like there were areas that you were really struggling with? And I'm telling you right now, if you don't realize that you need to hurry up and connect it, you will die. And, and not only does the Bible say this, secular society says this. Watch this. The California Department of Mental Health, not a spiritual survey by any regards, did a study and discovered that if you cut yourself off from others, watch this, you are three times more likely to die in early death. You are four times more likely to suffer emotional burnout. You are five times more likely to be clinically depressed. And you are 10 times more likely to be hospitalized for an emotional or mental disorder. That is secular society that tells you that. You just cut off from people. That's not even spiritual people. That's not even life-giving church. Imagine, though, if you are connected to the life-giving church, I would like to flip these statistics around and go, you are three times more likely to have hope. You are four times more likely to have faith. You are 10 times more happily. Are y'all with me today? You're, you're staying connected. The body of Christ has to be connected. And he goes on in verse, verse 26. He says this. If one part suffers, what happens? All parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. And all of you together are Christ's body. And each of you is a part of it. Y'all ever like hit your thumb with a hammer? Have you ever cut, you've been on a cutting board and cut your finger or something like that? How many know, as soon as any injury happens to your body, your whole body is affected by it. Is this not true? You hit that and you're like, <laughs> your feet go to work, right? Your tears start, your eyes start working <laughs> as tears come out. Your mouth starts working with things coming out of it. Everything in your body is reacting to the part that is suffering. Everything is happening. And the same is true in the church. If one part of the body is hurting, we are all hurting. We're all working through this. This is why the racial reconciliation thing was so huge because if, a, if, a, if people in our church that are black are hurting, we're all hurting. If there's, if, there's, if there's elderly people that are hurting, we're all hurting. If there are young people that are hurting, we're all hurting. Like we're all in this together. This is what God has called us to do. If, if I cut my hand right here, watch this. The whole body goes to work to get this healed. 
Whole body goes to work to get this healed. Everything begins to go and begin to, to, this week, this week, we had three deaths in the church. Three, three. And when the people called me up, I'm like, well, you just gotta deal with it. It's part of life. No, I didn't do that. You know what I did? Rushed over to those people's house. And I didn't have words to say, but I just sat there and just said, I'm here. I'm sorry. I don't even know what to say. I just know that God's near the brokenhearted. And I know that one of his agents that he does is he sends people to be near the brokenhearted. So I'm here. I just want to cry with you. And the greatest gift of the body of Christ is that we weep with those we weep and we rejoice with those who rejoice. And when people have babies, we celebrate together. When people get a job, we celebrate together. And then when they get laid off, we mourn with them. And they have a, a child that passes away, we mourn with them. And they have a child that runs from God, we mourn with them. And then, but if they, they get something that's great, we celebrate with them. This is what the body does. Here's why the body doesn't happen that way in the body of Christ is because a lot of people don't know what you're going through. So they can't mourn with you. They can't help you. They can't celebrate with you. Because yet again, we've become disconnected. Because when God wants to do something in your life, watch this, just like the body. If I cut here, the way God heals it is he sends other parts of my body to help heal this part of my body. And when God wants to do something in your life, guess what he does in the body of Christ? He sends other members to come and be a part of helping the healing process of what's going on there. This is how God works in our lives. Some of you right now have been crying out, God, I feel so lost. God, I need help. God, we're, we're not going to make it. God, and I, where are you, God? And God goes, mm, hello. Hello. That's how I kind of think he talks to me. Hello. You have the answer. You've just disconnected yourself from the source where you could get the life to get it fixed. God is calling us in this place to stay connected. And I wrote this down. Connection is absolutely necessary for life. Connection is absolutely, and I'm not, I'm not just talking about just with the church. Come on, how I many know connection with God is absolutely necessary for life? You need it with Jesus and you need it with Jesus' people. Number four, every part of the body has a function. Every part of the body has a function. Let's continue to read. Romans chapter 12 now and verse four says this. Ready, watch this. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. Everyone has a function. Every part of your body has a function all the way down to your little pinky toe. I mean, you don't realize how valuable your pinky toe is till you don't have it. Same with the butt bone, just letting you know, okay? <laughs> you don't realize how vital it is until it doesn't work right. <laughs> so this is huge. You need to understand this. Every part has a function. Ready? How many know when your liver's not functioning like it's supposed to? Something's wrong. When your stomach's not functioning, come on, anybody have upset stomach? You know, your stomach starts taking a turn. starts, you're like, whoa, everything functions. Everything starts. When your heart's not functioning, ready? Watch this. So if you are born again and you've given your life to Jesus, you have a function. You have a function. The question is, what is the function that God has called you to, to do? Now, any of y'all ever, um, ever been like on a couch or in a chair and you like crossed your leg and you had it folded underneath it and you sat on it or you had it crossed for a duration of time and then you go to get back up and you look like you're like a newborn giraffe? You ever had that? What's that called when, when it happens to your leg? What does it do? Falls asleep, right? Fell asleep. Fell asleep. Well, he said, well, how does this apply to the body of Christ? Because I believe there are a lot of Christians 
that have allowed their parts to fall asleep because they're not using it. When you don't use it, it falls asleep. As long as you're using it, your foot never falls asleep. But when you stop using it and you sit on it, oh, I could preach on this one, but I'm not going to. <laughs> but when you sit on it and don't use it, it falls asleep. And guess what? The whole body is affected. The whole body is affected. And I believe we're in a season and a time where God is trying to awaken the church for people to function in their special functioning that God has for them. God has a function for you. Ephesians 4, verse 11 through 12. Watch, this is what it says. It says, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles and the prophets and the evangelists and the pastors and the teachers. These are the gifts that God has given. Now watch this. Now their responsibility, okay? So my wife and I, Pastor Bubba and Miss Tracy and all of our pastors and even our staff, here's our responsibility. Ready? Our responsibility is to equip who? Say it loud. Okay, here's the question. Who's that? Okay, all right. I just want to make sure we're keeping it real simple. I want to make sure we're not misunderstanding anything. God's leaders, pastors, teachers, or prophets, evangelists, their job is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the, the body of Christ. All right, so ready? So my job, Pastor Bob and Miss Tracy's job, our job is to equip you to do the work that God has called us to do as a church. So most churches look at the pastor and go, are you getting to work? That's what we pay you for, right? You should go do all that. This is what you're supposed to do. And like, ah! My job is to equip you, to train you how to lead other people to Jesus, how to disciple other people in Jesus, how to care for other people. That to, are y'all with me? This is our, God, our job is to equip. Hey, anybody seen Karate Kid? Y'all seen Karate Kid? Okay. Y'all remember, remember Mr. Miyagi? Come on, let me, I, I, got a, I got a little picture here. Mr. Miyagi and, da, and Daniel's son. Daniel's son. And, and if you know the story, and I'm sorry if I just ruin it for you, but I am. I need it for my sermon illustration. Okay, so if you know Mr. Miyagi, Mr. Miyagi's whole job is to train Daniel-san on how to fight. He's, he's getting beat up at school. He's getting, you know, bullied all around, and so he's training him, and his training techniques are very, very unique. Wax on, <laughs> wax off, <laughs> pant up, pant down, <laughs> all that, and Daniel-san gets, he gets, he gets so frustrated, like, I don't understand. But what he was doing, he was, he was training him in something that at one point, when he would get into the battle, it would already be, what's on? Ah! <laughs> this is what he was doing. Miyagi, Mr. Miyagi was not going to be in the battle, Daniel was. And so he was making sure that he was fully equipped and fully trained so when he walked into it, he knew exactly what to do. You know what my job and Pastor Bubba's job and our job is to do is to equip you to go into this world to make a difference, to be able to go, ah, Satan goes, ah, that's you. That's your job. I hope you come in here on a Sunday and we can equip you and encourage you, but guess what? You're going back into the battle. You're going back into the fight, and you better make sure that you get some of this training because I'm not the one that's always fighting it for you. You've got to fight for yourself. You've got you to do what God's called you to do in the workplace. I'm, I don't work in the oil field. I'm not a teacher. I'm not, I don't work in the hospital. I'm not in the medical field. So who's God's representatives there? You. We'll talk a lot more about this next week, but I want to show you I want to show you with a, a visual illustration of how this works because God has called us as a church to begin to train and equip. But I, I think the reason that the body of Christ is so fragile is because all of the work of the ministry has been put on one guy. 
Dr. Pepper. <laughs> One guy. And I'm telling you, there are so many. This is the reason. I'm going to tell you right now. This is the reason why there are so many pastors who quit. Because the pressure and the weight of leading a church in the midst of a pandemic and all of the people that go, isn't that the pastor's job? Isn't that what he's supposed to do? Isn't that? Whoa, yeah, there we go. And every single time, there's always something that comes. And the pressure, 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 pressure. And 1,500 pastors quit every month. Because this is how they feel. Because they got to do it all. They got to do all the counseling. They got to do all the prepping. They got to do all the serving. They got to do all the waiting. They've got to go to to the hospitals and they've got to go to everywhere. And they've got to make sure that every person is called and every person feels like they're connected and every person. And that's how they feel. But what would happen? What would happen if God's people said, you know what? No, 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 no. Listen, there's another doctor in this house, okay? We got more doctors here. And everybody understands that when I go to my job, I'm a minister. And when I go and when COVID wants to come and put pressure on people and tries to divide us, what? It doesn't. It doesn't. Every time. Every time. That's the one sheep that fell away. Okay, so. (laughs) But here's the, here's the incredible thing. Put that verse back up. Here's the incredible part of this because this verse tells us, can we put that verse back up? There we go. All right. This verse tells us that it's God's people to do his work and what? And so the incredible thing is that when everybody starts finding their place and they realize that I'm a teacher and they realize that, that I've got a place that I can play and I can help and I don't have to, it don't have to all be on one, guess what ends up happening? More. And you just continue. Every person finds their place. Every person goes with where they're called to be. Here's the coolest part of this, though. I think this is the most amazing part. Ready? Because some of you walk in here, and you are this, empty. And you go, oh, there's no way. I can't, I can't help with anything because I, I am just empty. Pastor, I need a break. I need a break right now. I need a break. Well, well here's, the, here's the beauty of it. If you get around other people who are filled with the presence of God, guess what ends up happening? You can still be a part of the body and still do your part because it's not all on you. And listen, I'm all, I'm all for having a break, but what ends up happening is when people take a break, this is what happens. And this isn't gonna last long. If I let this go, it wouldn't be too well. God has called us to go, you know what? I can still stay on mission. I can still continue to do my part. It might look a little different, but I'm just gonna get extra support around me that are filled with the spirit of God, that are filled with power, filled with strength, and I'm not gonna move out of my position because that's what the enemy would want me to do. He'd want me to disengage. He'd want me to disconnect. He'd want me to be out of it, and here's what I've known. Every person who's done this and said, I need a break, they never come back full. They never do because the enemy looks for people who are on their own. But this is how God builds the church, not on one place, which by the way, look, got another another rogue one. Here's the cool part, ready? Pastor Bob and Miss Tracy, we're just parts of this. I'm just doing my part. God's just calling you to do your part. What's your part? What's your part? Every one of us have a special function, but when all of us do what the special function it is, it builds the church. The church is built. And if we will be a church that is committed, watch this, I am not committed to building a church, I'm committed to building people because when people get in their place, guess what happens? The church gets built. 
the church gets built. Number five, last one. Every part of the body is controlled by the head. Every part of the body is controlled by the head. Let me show you what scripture says. It says it this way. Christ is also the head of the church, which is his, which is body. Ready? Watch this. No head, you dead. <laughs> Deep stuff here at our Savior's church. I know. Huh? <laughs> it's called decapitated. Ready? Watch this. There are so many Christians walking around going, I love Jesus, but I don't love the church. And so they carry around Jesus' head, but they don't realize you don't get Jesus unless you get the whole thing. Jesus' head and you get his body. You get the whole thing. They are a package deal. They're a package deal. No head, you dead. No head, no life. You cannot separate, right? You cannot separate Christ's head from his body. You can't. Christ loved the church. He gave his life for the church, and he is the head of the church. What is the head of this church? This is not Pastor Bubba's church. This is not Pastor Josh's church. This is our church. Just to remind all of us whose it is. He is the head of this church, which, by the way, if you have a head, you also realize that when you have head, you also have leadership. No head, no leadership, because everything in my body is operated by my head. You know when someone is brain dead, what are they doing? Nothing. 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 They can't even breathe on their own. They can't do anything on their own because the brain, the head, it, 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 it informs everything in the body. And so watch this. So not only when we are disconnected from the body do we die, but when we're disconnected from the head, we die. We have no leadership. We have no guidance. So I'm here today to tell you just to encourage you get connected to the body and get reconnected to the head. The hand doesn't tell the head what to do. How many know the head tells the hand what to do? Jesus dictates what to do. This is what you do. This is how you do it. This is when you do it. This is so huge for us to understand because as followers of Christ, ready? As followers of Christ, we're just submitted to the head. We're just submitted to the head. Your body doesn't have a mind of its own. You know, my hand's not over here like, da, 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 da. My head told it to do that. We're not rogue body members going off. We are together, together, all submitted under Jesus Christ as the head of our home, the head of our house, the head of our church. He is the head. And I pray not only is he the head of the house, I pray that he's the head of your life. Because if he's the head of your life, how many know he's going to change some things if he's the head of your life? You're going you're gonna to not say some certain things because he's not going to let you because you are spirit-led, not flesh-led. Okay, we could go on for long, but we're, we're done. I pray today, more than anything, you recognize that the church is not a building. It's not a place you go in and sit and hear a great message and walk out. It is a body that you are connected to, that, that you need to be connected, that you, you have something to give. You have a function. Your diversity is your beauty. But more importantly, that Christ is the head of this church and he's the head of your life. That's my prayer today. Would you bow your heads? And I want to pray for all of us today as we close in this service, and, and I just want, if you're here in this room and you just say, Pastor Josh, I recognize that in my own life, and I've, I've been battling some discouragements, maybe some depression, I've been battling some disconnection, and I'm realizing today, more than ever, the Holy Spirit is reminding me, I need to get reconnected. 
I need new connections. I need to get back into the body. I need to get back with Jesus. If that's you here, I want you just to shoot your hand up. Come on, this is the beginning. Honesty's right here where it's at. Come on, hands going up all over the place. God, we, we love you. Now, would you, just, would you lift up both hands just right there where you are? We're gonna, just, we're, we're gonna just let the Lord minister to us just for a moment right here. Right here. Father, with both hands raised in this moment, recognizing we've disconnected ourselves. And, and the lie of the enemy that has come and has allowed us to stay in a disconnected place. Discouragement. God, today we are reminded of your truth that you, you brought us into family. You bring us into your body and you place each person as you so desire. Today, we don't wanna live disconnected anymore. We wanna live reconnected with your life source. And I pray today, God, that as people reconnect with your church, as people reconnect with your spirit, that the, the life blood of your spirit would begin to flow through their body. I pray right now, just peace, overwhelming peace. God, I pray, Lord, for strength right now where they've been weak. I thank you that you're reattaching things, you're rebuilding things, you're restoring things, you're healing things, even now. What the enemy has meant to come bring a wall to divide, I pray right now that you would break down and you would restore and mend and heal. Restore relationships right now, God. Restore relationships. What the enemy has meant to divide in relationships and friendships, I pray right now, God, humility would break down the wall and restore. Restore, 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 heal. Today we submit our lives to you. And we thank you for the greatest, most beautiful gift you've given us outside of Jesus. And that's your people. We are committed, God, to fight for them. Stay connected to them. But God, not only be on the receiving end, but also be on the giving end. God, that we have a part to play. God, we wanna be on mission for you. We wanna do our function. We wanna be used by you. Whatever gifts you've given us, Lord, let us use them for your glory, for your kingdom. Now, you can put your hands down just right there where you are, but I want to pray for those here that you feel disconnected from God. Disconnected from God. And specifically those who you've, you've never had a relationship with the Lord, or maybe it's been a long time, you just feel really far from God. The beauty of the gospel is that God brings us back. He reconciles us back to himself. And it's the beauty of the cross. It's not anything that we do. We can't work our way to it. We are dead. But he comes, and by his spirit... He makes us alive in Christ again. If we repent and turn from our ways and submit to him as Lord of our life, if you're here in this place and you have never done that, today's the moment. Today is your moment to begin the journey of being brought into the body of Christ. If that's you here and no one looking around, but that's just you or you're online right now and you're watching, I, I, wanna, I wanna pray for you. I wanna pray for you. If that's you on the count of three, I just want you to shoot your hands up. One, two, three. If that's you, just all across this room. I see a couple back there. Anybody else? Awesome. If you're online, we're, our, our team right now wants to pray with you as well. Would you just repeat this after me? Dear Lord Jesus, today I surrender my life. Thank you for loving me and sending your son to pay for my sin. Today I recognize that I've lived my life for myself. I need you. I repent of my sins and turn to you to be my Lord and Savior. Today, I commit to being born again. I invite your spirit to awaken me from the inside. I need you 
from this moment forward, I'll follow you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on.